The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams to reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, here on Unity Online Radio. And I'm so excited to be joined live in studio a.k.a. my office, a.k.a. in my house in Topanga <laughs> with Susie Plaxon. I'm so excited because she is a new dreamy friend in this life, but I know we've been friends. Thousands for of thousands of years. Thousands. Thousands of years. Thousands. Yes, exactly. At, at and least. it's been a party the entire time. The entire time. Each time it keeps getting better. Okay, so let me just tell you a little bit about this amazing goddess. And uh, maybe you'll, if you were watching on Facebook, you'd be able to see how beautiful she is. Oh, Red blonde. hair. Oh. Purple. Always in purple. The purple. She owns <laughs> Can't purple. Can't avoid the purple. If anyone ever wears purple, they have to pay her a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Susie Plaxon has been in love with fairy tale and myth ever since she was a young lass growing up in the wilds of suburbia. The idea for the return of King Lillian first came to her when she was a struggling theater actor in New York City, doing odd jobs, improv comedy, and various off-Broadway productions. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she appeared in such films and television shows as Mad About You, Love and War, Wag the Dog with Dustin Hoffman dinosaurs everybody loves raymond how i met your mother and star trek i think if we put these titles together we could make up a little story that kind of points toward being out of this box out of the world love meet your mother straight i don't know there's oh, there's it. a strange if it were a, a little dream collage i get it i'm putting putting it together okay so she's done voiceovers written short stories and poetry written and recorded an alternative country album that is amazing mm. created an allegorical solo show that was fun to say allegorical solo show <laughs> and produced sculptures large and small oh i have to wear mine where's mine Oh my gosh. Okay. It's in my little jewelry box because I just was wearing it at the wedding that I just officiated. Oh, I'm so honored. Oh, okay. That's so nice. Yes. Um, and she's, so she is an amazing Renaissance goddess extraordinaire. And I'm so grateful that she is my friend. Back at you, girl, in the biggest way. And may I say, I am so honored to be on the show of the divine <laughs> Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, a.k.a. my pal. I'm so, I'm so excited and honored. Hello out there in internet land. Nice to see you. Meet you. Or see you, hear you, meet you. See you, hear you, meet you. All, all of the above, all at the same time. Okay, so one of the first things you and I talked about when we first got together. Oh, I love your glasses, by the way. Look Thank you. They're cat. only $10, so God, treat them with beautiful, care. Beautiful, beautiful God. To see cat glasses. Cat eyes. So this show, we talk all about dreams from all different directions and dimensions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things besides everything that we discovered that we had in common is the fact that King Lillian, the return of King Lillian, this book, this epic book that is about an epic journey, it the initial inception, it came to you 
in a series of dreams. Absolutely. Can you tell us how that occurred for you? Yes. I was in New York City in my late 20s. I had been for years and years and years throwing myself up against many a brick wall and just deep in uh, what felt like failure and frustration constantly. Mm-hmm. And um, in the midst of that, I got this, what I sometimes refer to as a light seed, uh, but I got what I called the first of a series of flash dreams. Flash dreams, hashtag that, it belongs to her. <laughs> Keep going. What just, I, what, let, let me say what a flash dream is because all of the King Lillian, the dreams that have come to me about this story or about my relationship to it have been flash dreams. And what I mean by that is I see in a flash what a, a world, I experience an entire world in that moment. And I know a thing immediately because of that. And the first dream was I saw from a distance a woman who was in white poet sleeves, green leggings, brown boots, wearing this sensational scarlet velvet cape that was flapping in the wind. And she had this deep purple musketeer type hat. Mm. And she was riding a massive chestnut horse, gleaming chestnut horse. And they were galloping up a hill under this... Mm cathedral arch of gigantic trees and she disappeared underneath those trees and that was it and the colors of this world and this dream were so hyper saturated i'd never seen mm. anything like it mm. and i i i never forgot it i think that image alone harpooned my soul on some mm. level. And maybe a year later, a year and a half, some, uh, I started to get another flash dream and then a little bit later another. And, and some of them didn't manifest in chapters, but one, for example, um, I saw Lillian who the name of the character, I didn't, I don't think I even knew her name at the moment. I saw her from a distance, but not as great a distance. And she was just strolling down the road, happy. And again, this pastoral scene of such beauty and such color. And she was strolling down the road and I knew that she was either on her way to or on her way from the land of the pink periwinkle peacocks. <laughs> now <laughs> that's easy for you to say. Exactly. Now there was not a pink periwinkle peacock in sight, mind <laughs> you. But I knew that's where she was on the way to or from. So that's what I mean. The flash dream, I just knew it. And that manifested, for example, in a chapter called Wherein a Peculiarity Comes in Mighty Handy, where, <laughs> where Lillian wins, uh, cracks an uncrackable challenge and wins her way into the land of the pink, purple, periwinkle peacocks. But so there were, there were many different, many different dreams. I mean, I can, you know, tell you another if you like, or we can, whatever. Well, give us another in one second. I just want to say, so, so many people, if they have a dream that's short, they will, they will discard it as irrelevant because it didn't, there wasn't a plot. There wasn't a beginning, middle, end. it's almost like the big dreams are the important dreams and the little, the little dreams, the little snippets, they're, they're to be discarded. Wow. But 
a snippet, we could say, a flash dream of mm-hmm. really just one thing happening, and that's it, mm-hmm. has changed your life and has led to this well incredible said, beautifully said, so, no, no question about it. And truthfully, in terms of creating almost everything that I've ever created, it's not that they've all come in flash dreams, but if you have a sculpture, I'll see, uh, I'll see a flash of something, and I know that it is something I either have to sculpt or whatever. But certainly with King Lillian, it just got to the point where it kept permeating my consciousness. And I, I, I don't think that in those days, mm. I mean, I can say for sure in those days, even though I was reading Ralph Waldo Emerson, as I was sitting at, you know, a reception desk at an advertising agency. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> yes. As one does. And uh, one of the re- many reasons I still don't answer my phone, but anyway, <laughs> and I would somehow or another, I began to feel this great responsibility to bring this thing into the world, but I would curse the gods. I'd be, mm. what are you doing? I've written stories. I've written songs. I've written, I'm not a novel writer. And by the way, I still don't consider myself a novel writer. You don't have to just right. keep on writing. Exactly. Right? <laughs> in, in the sense that, so what I would do is over the years when I would get certain dreams and, and, and this could be, um, it didn't, my writing or my collecting of different Mm. pieces of this world did not only have to do with being inspired by one of these flash dreams. It may be that I saw a movie and I suddenly, and and characters would come to me, dialogue would come to me. Mm. I wrote terrible teleplays. I thought, oh, it should be a 12 episode. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And they were horrible, but I always learned something. I always got something. Mm. And, um, uh, but, but it, these dreams, I think if I collected them over a period of about, and it's been 30 years, wow. I think there may be about 15 or 20, duh, I should write them down, but I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Starting now, but you, but you've acknowledged them. Writing them down is just acknowledging them saying this happened, you're valid and I'm going to do something with you. So you've done that. You've done more okay. than writing them down. You, it, you found another way to bridge the dream gap. Good, good. Yeah. I've let them speak to me. That's for sure. Well, I didn't have a choice actually. Mm. I feel like in some ways I didn't, I Mm. didn't because I fell so in love with them. I think harpooned is not an unwise (laughs) word. I couldn't (laughs) stop thinking about them and, uh, whether it was my subconscious or a soul contract or however you're, you're, or my, cause it's more of a bull spiritual understanding, um, changes all the time. Um, but I, I felt at a certain point I kept going back to it. There a year would pass and I go, mm. I don't know what I'm doing. What are you doing? And why didn't you pick somebody who knew how to do this? Not me. Which is the perfect <laughs> response on a hero's journey. The reluctant, <gasps> the reluctant hero, the resistant hero is yes. always like, come on. I mean, so many people pray for a calling. I just want to know what I'm supposed to do. I just want to know. And then once they hear it, they're like, that? that? <laughs> Me? Come on. It's like, oh, would you stop complaining? <laughs> it's like, but you've got it. And yeah, and you don't know where it's going to take you. Correct. But you, but you, in spite of the resistance, as the hero does, you said yes anyway. And you gathered the troops and you've got wonderful people like Kristen. And ah, uh, yes, we must talk about Kristen Overn. Props to Kristen. Props to Chris, Kristen Overn. Let me, let yeah. me introduce the audience to her. Yes. She is someone that, uh, she's a dear old pal from college mm-hmm. and my profoundly esteemed collaborator. And she is the founder and executive director of the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Wow. Now, we ran into each other in Hollywood 
again, everything's decades with me. Don't put me on a witness stand until you've Your Honor. me about the time, Your Honor. <laughs> but it, it, decades later, we ran into each other in Hollywood and realized that we lived about five minutes from each other. We knew each other peripherally in college. Uh, she was a directing uh, student and she was just great. And I did a couple scenes and she was always the nicest person in the room and the smartest person in the room. Oh, that has not changed. Wow. So uh, we ended up doing creating the video of my song didn't want to do it didn't want to do it can Cat. people just look up Susie Plax and didn't want to do it and they yeah can find the that didn't video. want to do it's it amazing. is d-i-d uh didn't n-w-a-n-n-a-d-o-i-t no one wrote that down and I don't blame you but the point is google it yeah find her it's or you can it. go on susieplaxon.com and watch it because it's there, there. you go susieplaxon.com uh, and and uh so Kristen and I realized that we just had a blast collaborating we 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 had the same kind of work ethic but we had very harmonious skill set mm. now after that was over i began to whine very loudly in her direction <laughs> she was always very busy and everybody always wanted her to advise them in story and all of that and i was just i'm massively pregnant I need with you. this massive world that's growing 30 years me. pregnant exactly <laughs> I, I knew the story arc i knew the character i knew uh, all sorts of things but i knew i needed help. And, um, thankfully the fates were kind and a couple of projects fell off her plate and she said, okay, let me hear about it. And I'm so blessed that, that she became just as smitten with it as I was. We mm. always figure mm. we probably had lunch in between lifetimes and kind of said, okay, you're going to live like five minutes from me and I won't know anything. And then we'll like meet and we'll have this great time. We'll work, whatever. You know, it all looks so easy from the other side. But right, but basically right. we've been through this journey where she uh, she really, her, her collaboration was what midwifed this mm, thing out mm. of me. And and uh, so I'm I'm very blessed in that. She's just, yeah, a brilliant human. Oh, Kristen. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's, and it's so hero's journey. And your character in the in the story, and I say in the movie, because I feel like, yeah, it's gonna be, it'll be that too. Um, goes is on this epic hero's journey. And I think we should hear a piece of the story. Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Let's do so. As I was, so Susie not only has the book, The Return of King Lillian, and this will be coming out this summer. So if you're listening to this before summer 2019, then know that it's not available just yet, but hold your horses, like schedule, just put something on your calendar that says summer, The Return of King Lillian, it's coming. It's not Yay. out yet, but I got to hear the audio version as well. So there, as simultaneously, she's releasing the audio and the book. And the audio is magical. I love Thank me a good audio book. I've never heard one like this. I was so enchanted because I, every time I would hear it, it would literally take me into Lillian's world. And Lillian is someone who I love. I feel like I know this girl, this girl that becomes a woman. And I, and she sees the world in the most magical way like all kinds of horrible things happen to her but she <laughs> finds the blessings ultimately and she looks for them and they and the blessings find her and she's just a magical character and I loved and Susie's voice as you can 
here is like she could just read the phone book and be like, oh, oh you're so sweet. Of course, at the moment, again. I feel like I sound like a chipmunk when I'm actually, when I'm actually myself. I'm just like, she inhaled <laughs> helium no, and then no. began to speak. No. <laughs> no, but the audiobook really enchanted me. So you're going to get to hear a little piece from one of my favorite excerpts. And I have many, like maybe a thousand <laughs> or at least... 252. But here's one of them. And I think the message is very, very important. So here's a little listen. And let me actually set it up a little bit. Yes. Uh, one thing is, is that Lillian is uh, tells us uh, uh, the lion's share of the story. She's writing a journal and she refers to her journal as book. So she'd be yes book, hi book. So book is book is a pal, and uh, so you'll hear that, and that's what's going on there. And to set this particular section up, uh, Lillian wandered into the forest of forgetfulness as a child, and she was raised by an eccentric old wise woman named Mad Aunt Harriet. And destiny has called her to go home. Not that she has any idea where that is, but she sets out and she's gotten to the edge of the forest of forgetfulness. She's full grown. She's gotten to the edge of the forest of forgetfulness and she sees this wonderful wide flat road and she's all excited to start her journey. And somehow she cannot take her first step onto that road. She's terrified and she's paralyzed for quite a while. Well, she finally gets out there onto the road and here's what happens. Yes, there I stand, flat on my fine feet, looking all around me, simply beside myself with delight. And I laugh and I declare how all fired ridiculous that I were so afraid. It's not like the road was going to open up and swallow me or anything. Well, of course, book, that's exactly and precisely what the road went and did. Yep. You heard me right. This here road starts grumbling and then rumbling and then crumbling completely out from under me. And through that fast widening crevice, I am falling and hollering and hollering and falling all the way down to what feels like the middle of the world. And I am just a big bursting ball of pure screaming terror when what do you know but a friendly tree root that happens to be sticking out of the side of this endless cliff suddenly catches me quite neatly by my belt and politely stops me falling forever thank you very much well there I be, trembling, gasping, face all soaked with tears, arms and legs all dangling in the air, and book. I am astounded to see, far, far below me, twinkling and sparkling in all its beautiful blue blackness, none other than the night sky. And then I look so way, way up above me, and sure, what do I see but the day sky, shining away brightly as you please, as if this sort of thing happens all the time. And right then and there, I know that I have, in fact, called it accurately. I have indeed fallen clear down into the middle of the world. So, suspended there, halfway between sun and stars, well, what else can I do, I ask you, but laugh my fool head off at the ingenious joke of it all. I mean, there I am, plunging headlong towards oblivion in one moment, and in the next moment, why, I feel so infinitely, thrillingly alive that there's just not enough of me to hold all of me in one skin. I don't know, book, it just struck me funny. Anyhow, 
After I've had me a good laugh, I reckon it's high time to clamber back up there and head on home. So I proceed to climb that cliff, thanks to the hospitality of the many and varying tree roots and rocks along the way. And reaching the top at last, I hoist myself back to the friendly foot of that old sycamore tree, whereupon I lean back upon it so as to catch my breath and cogitate a while. And as I am a sitting there, book, as I am a sitting there, why do you know that this road proceeds to close up right before my eyes? And then it has the gall to lay there acting as if it has been all flat and solid like that the whole time, and like nothing in the least bit out of the ordinary has just happened. Now, I do realize that it is entirely unnecessary to point out to you the unexpectedness of this development book, but I must note that right then and there, it became patently obvious that I had me an exceptionally tricky road on my hands, and that, frankly, some of my aforementioned fears of stepping out onto it were not at all ill-placed. But... As I sat on the edge observing this road, which had so beckoned me and then made such mischief with me, it comes to me in a flash that it does not matter in the least what this road has in mind, toying with me like that. The one and only thing that does matter is that destiny is waiting on me, and there is naught to do but go meet up with it. Fear or no fear, mischievous road or no. Guess there's nothing like almost dying to clear your head, book. Yay! (laughs) That was Susie Plaxon. She's the author of The Return of King Lillian, soon to be out in a bookstore near you or an Amazon.com near you or an iTunes near you. iTunes near you or an Audible Audible near you you or whatever's (laughs) near you. That was so good. It's so fun to see you read that. And for those of you who wish that you're who are listening who wish you could see, you'll just have to go to my Facebook page, which is Kelly Sullivan Walden Doctor. Dream or Susie Plaxon's Facebook page, which is Susie Plaxon Dash official page. Susie Plaxon Dash official, official page because these videos, this video will live there so you can see her reading this. And it's so fun to see Lillian embody you. Oh, wow! Yeah, because I heard I heard the whole audiobook, and this is this excerpt is one of my favorites. But it's my favorite among so many others. So this is not just one high point and then it's all kind of eh, down the hill from there. <laughs> one would hope. No. Because that's the beginning. It's astounding, the 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 nuances. Like we could have just heard one second and that would have been enough. Like there's so much inside every moment. <gasps> and it's incredible what a dream snippet, a little flash dream as Susie calls it, could, could create what it's got. It's like a bouillon cube oh, wow. that is like that contains an entire universe of soup. You just <laughs> add a little hot water and like, what? And it's zesty and it's delicious and nutritious and huh. wow, so magnificent. Okay, so here's one of the things I love about that piece. So many of us, everyone listening to this show and watching this, you wouldn't be attracted to me or Susie if you weren't on some form of a spiritual path deliberately, not on accident, but deliberately. And at many moments along the path, things happen where we feel like we're we're doing it, we're going out there, we're suiting up, showing up, and then we fall. Mm. Something something happens. Someone we love dies. We have a tax audit. We get a flat tire. Someone says, we don't like you. I know so many people that have written their epic book and people are like, eh, 
I don't know. I don't really care for it. It's like, and that could I, happen with this, by the way. No, but it I'm won't. just saying. No, 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 no. But there, no, it will not. There, the people that love this are going to go completely mad, and the people who don't, those two people on the edge of the earth, Aww. they'll come around and they'll get it. <laughs> they'll That's get it. So sweet. But it's we all ha- we stumble on our yes, spiritual for path. Sure. And what I love about this, the way Lillian stumbles, is at first, yeah, it's scary, like ah, but then there's a friendly tree branch that just gets me so peculiarly by the belt, and and it's like you'll get picked up. You will fall, you will fall, but you will find your way and then you'll fall again. And eventually it will tickle you and delight you. And you'll be like, "Woo!" And the sensation of falling is kind of like being at a carnival ride. And then, and Lillian's, Lillian's spirit, which is not mine, by the way, I, I, Lillian's spirit is, is unflappable in many mm. ways. And the fact that uh, you know, w- what happens after this, she just keeps going out into the road and falling over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then finally she just gets used to it. And, uh, and she, I think she says something about eroding her fear, like water smooths a rock. Oh. And, uh, so I, I, um, she is one of the words to describe her within the book and another part of it is miraculously matter of fact. Ooh. She does not describe herself that way, but Yes. Oh, miraculously matter of fact and matter of factly miraculous. Kind oh, of, isn't that nice? I would say a little bit of both. But to me, the 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 message that I am taking from this and I from this particular from this particular section, section and I'll give some credit to Rasuli, the artist who did my hero's journey, dream oracle cards and the hero's journey oracle. Glorious. His one if of the you things don't own it. You need to get it because if you love an oracle deck, it's just infused with such wisdom and beauty and positivity. And here's your five hundred dollars. Don't tell anybody. So You're welcome. <laughs> so <laughs> Rasuli always says, "Trust the path." Trust ah. the path. And I think Lillian would say, yeah, my destiny is out there. I'm going to go get it. And even if the road acts, does this and then acts like it didn't do anything at all, I'm still trusting it. I'm still going. I'm not going to pack up my stuff and go away. Right. Although uh, because her her journey, I mean, and I think this is, uh, uh, we call it a new hero's journey mm-hmm, in some ways. Yes. Because in some ways, it's a bit more about the journey than the destination. It's definitely about the destination. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it will crescendo into a place of white knuckled, you know, will she make it? Will she not? Right. Of course, quite a few times. However, um, she she goes through all the things that we all go through. She goes through a, a periods of great lonesomeness and great. Uh, am I doing the right thing? Am I making or am I just a fool? I mean, you know, she's she's not uh, she's not Pollyanna. Not no offense to Pollyanna, <laughs> to those who are. but you know, she really she goes through shadow and light, and she embraces shadow and light, and she goes through a, a good deal of hardship as well. Uh, but she seems to come out on top. Oh yeah, in such a big way. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break, but we're gonna come back, and I want to know we're gonna talk a little bit more about flash dreams and how you can have them, and about what color means in dreams. But we're also mm. there's ooh there's so many things we're gonna talk about some things that um, I don't know if Susie's gonna let me talk about this, but I'm I'm gonna well, keep you show, hanging baby. on by the root of a of a branch of a tree. And we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm talking to Susie, and I'm Claxton. gonna find out what she means. <laughs> Return of King Lillian here on Unity Online Radio. Ask Dr. Dream. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Wendy Craig Purcell, taken from a talk called The Plan Unfolds. One of the other aspects of helping to really identify a true new beginning is being willing to sit in deep questions and pay attention to your answers to those deep questions. Deep questions like, what does my soul really long to do and be? If I didn't have to worry about paying bills, what would I really want to do? I'm not suggesting that you drop the the real responsibilities of adulthood, but you can drop that from your process of questioning. What does my heart and soul long for? And what do I need to do to begin to build my life, more of my life, to look like that? To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Know Yourself as Divine, Stations of the Cosmic Christ. A new book from Matthew Fox and Bishop Mark Andrus introduce a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within. Combining prayer and an interpretation of the Stations of the Cross, featuring beautiful imagery, you will be led on a process of transformation. This book will help you discover the most caring, courageous, and compassionate parts of yourself. Get your copy today at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Discover how to connect with our loved ones on the other side with Suzanne Giesman and Messages of Hope. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central as Suzanne shares evidence that love never dies. An evidential medium, spiritual teacher, and author, Suzanne brings hope and healing through her gift of communication with those who have passed. Suzanne brings messages of hope and love that go straight to the heart. Tune in this Thursday right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. You're on. And I don't know what it is she's talking about. Yet. Oh my God. You're on Unity Online Radio. This is the Ask Dr. Dream Show. And if you're just joining us, I'm talking to the amazing Susie 
Plaxen. She is the author of The Return of King Lillian. And so she's she's got a background. I mean, she says she was a struggling actress. And yes, I believe her. Oh, yeah. She's honest. And she, oh, yeah. okay, she struggled. But she also busted through. She's also done a lot of work. If you go to her website, suzyplaxen.com, you'll see some of her videos. And you'll see that she was on Mad About You, Wag the Dog with Dustin Hoffman. I had a little moment with Dustin Hoffman did one you? day. I did. Did you? Well, compare notes. Anyway, he, so, and she was also on Star Trek. So there are many, 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 many fans that love her. She that will remember her in her red suit on Star Trek. So who doesn't love Star Trek? Everybody who's like, I think if you're a spiritual person on a spiritual journey, you use Star Trek metaphors, like to be more Spock-like, to not, you know, let your emotions take you out, blah, blah, blah. There's so many things. Anyway, Susie, um, okay. So just let's just be Hollywood for one second. All right. One second. So how, so can you give us, let me see, is there anything that happened in your days of acting on these big sets with these big actors that taught you something that has contributed to your ability to, I'm sorry, I'm totally going off here. That's okay. I'm that, trying to follow. Go ahead. Brought you, that, that gave you some of the insight about how, how to be resilient and how to make King Lillian what, what she is. That I learned in Hollywood? Yeah. Did Hollywood do any of that? You I mean, know, I, I suspect it did. I suspect it did. I can't I can't give you necessarily an example of, of how it did. Uh, a, a few people who've listened to the book have said, and it's funny, I, I didn't see it while I was writing it. There's a chapter called Wherein I Encounter a Vicious Pernicious Narcissus <laughs> oh, tell, oh. in the City of Mirrors. <gasps> oh, and hello, some hello, people hello. have said, oh, is that about Hollywood? And I've said, yeah. no, because it it was in my consciousness for so long that, mm. that the idea of it. Say it and again, wherein I. It's called Wherein I Encounter a Vicious Pernicious Narcissus. And this is Lillian's um, kind of somewhat ill-fated uh, uh, encounter with the City of Mirrors. Mm. And... Uh, it's it, so I, I, I again, I can't say a particular lesson or a particular thing. I think to have a catbird seat because everyone is curious about Hollywood. Yes, they are. And to be there and say, oh, these are actual human beings and these are flawed human beings. And some of them are nice some days and not so nice other days. And oh, look how much time is being wasted. Oh, look how much money is being wasted. Oh, look how sweet mm. these. Be-. I mean, it's 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 it's. And I don't mean to, that I'm not grateful. I'm so, I'm certainly grateful. That's 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 part of it. However, it's um, uh, it, it's a it's a gig. It's a job mm-hmm. like other jobs, and mm-hmm. jobs are fraught with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that uh, with with again with a very specific example, and 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 it, and it might just all of it go wandering off into something that Let's, will take I'll five hours. Anyway. No, I was going to say this. Well, this th- that will be a discussion about Hollywood that will go on for hours and okay. hours. But I think that with respect to Lillian, one thing that is occurring to me is that if I hadn't gone through mm. all of those as mm. well, and that includes, by the way, and mm. not so by the way, many times in between in which I was not able to get a job doing those things. So it's not one job to the next job and it's all perky and cheery and marvelous and wonderful mm-hmm. there. I think had I not been down that road mm-hmm. with all of its stuff, all of its illusion, mm-hmm. all of its, um, um, fun in some ways. But if I, if I hadn't done that, I, I, I think part of it just 
helped prepare my spirit for giving birth to this thing. Mm. Um, you know, it, it did with theater and all my spectacular non-success with that before. <laughs> truthfully, <laughs> no, truthfully, I was in New York City for seven years and I was doing everything I could. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it was, it, it, I'm not saying play a violin for me and feel sorry for me. I'm just saying worry, when you love. set out, good. <laughs> when you set out on those journeys mm. that you're following your bliss, it doesn't necessarily yes. mean that the path isn't often paved with broken glass. Mm -hmm. it, it, it It's just the way of it. So right. without having tra traversed all of mm. those hills and valleys, mm -hmm. I would not have been in a place where I could have birthed this thing. Well said. Oh, my God. So if that answers that any of that was question. beautiful. Why is somebody calling me? Someone's calling. Should what we does put that on a mean? Voice? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why is somebody calling on, okay, maybe that they'll go away. That sounds like a Skype thing though, but I don't know. Maybe someone's calling. I'm just going to, I'm not going to listen. Okay, good. I'm just not going to listen. That would be very distracting. That, that <laughs> Skype tone is so. Doody, 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 It's terrible. Oh my goodness. Okay. So do you want to say something about um, this, the fairy tale that is connected? Oh, in a way, I think. You know, here's the thing, and I'm going to be very coy about this okay. because I think it'll be a big spoiler. That's the biggest reason. Um, Even though I really liked knowing the whole I time. Know, but but we'll I, see. I think, gonna, I think okay. we're, we're going to let that okay. people go, what's she talking about? What are they talking about? And, and I don't know. I'd be sort of annoyed too. But um, essentially, uh, we find out in this ultimately circular story, be, meaning that part, part one is called The Middle. Part two is called the end and part three is called the beginning. Now, Lillian, her journal constitutes the middle and the end, the beginning from whence she came. Her roots are in an ancient fairy tale. I kind of don't want to tell you what the fairy tale is. But it's a good one. It's a good one. It's, it's a, a fun one. one. And the truth is that ultimately <laughs> it's it's something that you see. There are certain breadcrumbs here and there dropped around it uh, that, that lead you to that. But it's not the the biggest it, it, it doesn't influence everything about the story. It influences some things about the story, and it's a story that that we don't we only know a certain piece of. So so all of the things like I'd say ninety nine point nine 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 percent of this story is completely. It comes from you and your dream and your imagination. It's not like that. The old fairy tale that it does tie in with. Mm -hmm was really just a, another little snippet. Like it's so right. small. That's actually true. It, it is a, it is a piece of that. Yes. Because yes. in like, if we, I, I okay, I don't want to say too much because it's going to torture people, but maybe yes, it'll torture it you enough to go <laughs> to figure, listen to it. Cause it's, it's like a treasure hunt. Like we're telling you about what the treasure is at the end, because it is kind of amazing when it all ties in together. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice it is hear. magical. That's You're nice going to love, hear. it's very satisfying to, to get to understand this old story in a whole new way. And it's a very important, story especially for the times we're living in and I don't want to say any more about that because yeah, no, I no. am prone to just go Bleh. yeah no 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 so I won't I will not okay all right but I want to say something <laughs> I teased before the break um about colors in a dream and there's oh, something yeah. about the That's these vivid colors that came to you so I was just talking to Robert Wagner he's a lucid dreaming expert and he was talking about Actually, several of the experts I've been interviewing lately have mentioned vividness, vividness of color or light as a telltale sign of the dream's importance. So, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, there isn't a time um, that I can think of a dream 
a flash dream mm. that had to do with this that that was not incorporated. I can think of one off the top of my head that I'll tell okay, you. Okay, yes, that tell, tell. This, this was, you know, years later, everything's years later, decades later, whenever. <laughs> I was in my kitchen in Los Angeles and my win kitchen window faces uh, trees. And the dream was I saw Lillian. It was the closest I'd ever seen her. She was right in front of me. And she was... Um, the colors of her, uh, I'd seen her traveling costume in a different iteration, mm. which was later incorporated into the story. And uh, the colors mm. of her, uh, of, of that were in what she was wearing, the, the light streaming from behind her, the colors of the trees behind her. I have this, these red velvet, uh, a red velvet kind of curtain around it. That was just gleaming. And she was about to pour me coffee in mm. kind of like a friendly bartender kind of way. And she was going to tell me all these stories. I was sitting probably four or five feet away in a bar height chair, very drab. I'm wearing just a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt and, and I'm slumped over and I'm feeling riddled with guilt and riddled with shame mm. and a sense of terrible failure. Mm. And that was the end of the dream. What? And it was about, I'm certain of it now, uh, it was about not having been able to birth it yet. Okay, let's talk about in. So, did you always know that you wanted to do the audiobook version of this? Wow, you started off writing it. You know, I had the short answer is yes, but I'm going to give you the long one. Okay, good. Uh, because it's 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 uh, a few fold. One is I always knew from the moment that I began to say, okay, I'm going to start writing dialogue. I'm going to, even though I don't know what I'm doing, I always knew it was an entertainment experience of some kind. Mm -hmm. I knew it was an oddball kind of a thing. And, and, um, I, um, always, always had wanted to read fairy tales. Little did I know I'd be reading my own. And the other part was, um, when Kristen and I began to actually, I call it play working, uh -huh. work on right. this, yeah. play work on this. That's the best I, I drove, I would drive part of the, the early process was it, I, of it was I would drive to her house and I would read her a chapter as I wrote it Ooh, and she ooh, it makes it go okay. boom 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 <laughs> technologically <laughs> so talented stuff, exactly. um I would I would um read her each chapter and early on she just went we have to make this an audiobook mm. and of course I was thrilled out of my mind <laughs> and as is often a pattern with me and my and anything I'm part of creating I I'm just thrilled and then the closer I get to it I go what the hell was I thinking well because suddenly it'd be like there are seven men in this chapter right quick we need a professional you know it, it would it was very intimidating in many ways but it was thrilling it was exhilarating it was all sorts of things so yes it was always going to be that and in some ways the book itself, the printed book, is has been compared to um, a little bit of a script. It reads mm. visually that way, Lillian's Lillian's section of it, and the the old fairy tale part of it, which is mostly um, at the end, the one called the beginning, uh -huh. and that looks a little bit like a libretto. And you know, it's a kind of kinetic experience. We call it a genre bending novel because it's just an odd creature. But I think that's part and parcel of it having been as I say, had its roots in something I knew was an entertainment experience of some kind. So audiobook, yes. And then how did you do all the different characters? Because there's like the monster scene where they're wow, the, yeah. monster, the monster. All the different, all the different, I mean, the crowd scene <laughs> the crowd. for all the different characters. Well, I think there's, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, including do, Hank the horse. Including, but Hank doesn't talk. Oh, I heard him in my head. In your but, head. That's right. good. Yeah. Okay. That's how she communicates with him. Right, right. Um, but uh, how did I do them? I mean, all of them were... Just one at a time through... I mean, obviously, when there's a crowd. Yes. 
yes. Each when one a at a time. Yes, yes, one at a time. Can you um, do a little tiny example of like, the monster is always deep. Uh, deep. I, I, I don't think I could. I'm so bad off the top of my head. I'm oh terrible. my God, no, I'm no, terrible. no. I just I'm love, terrible. it's so funny though, because the characters, something. no, 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 the characters in you, it's like all the way from like, from the, oh, it's so scary. Oh, it's scary, it's scary. <laughs> well, you know what? It's so it's, funny. It's, the truth is that, that the joy of yeah. discovering I mean, there are characters from all over the planet in, you know, I mean, yes, that fake, the, 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 the fantasy planet, yes. but you know, there, are, uh, um, I knew there were natural limitations on some levels because I'm a woman. I can't play, for example, a big, tall, uh, hunky Welshman, but he's in it. But and yet and, you do. And yet, right. and, and the thing is, I think the real challenge and the mission actually became not to worry about being the best actress I could be but the best storyteller I could be. Mm. So that when people listened, mm. they wouldn't be thrown out of the story. They would just right. feel the spirit of whoever it was, yes. whether it be uh, uh, Judge Augustus T. Abernathy from the South, oh. whether it be, you know, <laughs> Higgs and Boggs, the evil villains from out of a bad 40s movie, you know, what, whatever the characters be that, that I didn't have to, it wasn't about me trying to be brilliant. It was about me trying to just transmit the best that I could um, each character just wear their skin. And I love being in a sound booth mm. and letting the outer skin fall away mm. Mm. and just diving into it. And, and um, yeah, so it was- You so, rocked it. Oh, thanks. You did thanks so, so much. much. Okay, so I know the first thing that I wondered about when, I, when, when um, Susie first told me about this book was the name. It, it's, it's a cognitive dissonance. King Lillian. King- you assume is going to be a man mm -hmm. and the name Lillian mm -hmm. is a woman's name. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a from? little, so it's not just genre bending, it's gender bending. Mm -hmm. And yet it's not necessarily, I mean, it's for people that are interested in gender fluid kind of things, maybe just in terms of rearranging or busting up primogeniture, bust primogeniture. Ooh, how, what's that word? Well, primogeniture, it's, you nice. know, the inheritance of, of the firstborn son. So, the so okay, so tell so, us what so here's the here's the Here's where the name came from. Yeah. I did not design that name consciously. That was given to me by whatever you would call it, the muse, the unmanifest, whatever. I, here, here's the tale, and it sort of was a daydream. Mm. I uh, was, a friend of mine was painting a wall in my home like the sky, and he was practicing on a two by three piece of plywood. And when the paint dried, I immediately took it and began to use it as a lap desk constantly. <laughs> as and, one would. As one would. Right. And I for, and I, I really at the time I had a mountain of material building already, but I did not have I didn't I had a name I was playing with, I didn't really like it. And and some at some point I was staring at this desk. And you know how when your eyes are open and you get really super relaxed and you're just staring at something, mm -hmm. I guess I slipped into a teensy sort of a trance state or something. Mm -hmm. And I was staring at this guy. And I saw as if an invisible hand were writing in beautiful cursive writing, purple ink, of by course. the way, right. the return of King Lillian. And so I didn't just get the name. I got the title. And, I, and the look of yeah, the whole thing. And I burst out laughing when I... And, and, and there's a there's a French philosopher whose name I can't think of at the moment who wrote an, uh, uh, an uh, essay on laughter. And mm -hmm. one of the main things about it, he says, is that we laugh when we recognize a truth. Ooh. And in recognition, Ooh. I just laughed. And I knew that all of these, it was kind of a magnet for all of these little filings that were, uh, that were, mm. that were sitting around and just sort of gathered them. And, um, you know, what do I want to read to you? For instance, Ooh, read it, this read is, it. this is from, um, 
This is from part three. Oh. Uh, uh, um, for instance, item 37 of the royal manual plainly stated, the firstborn child of the emperor king inherits the ruling crown, the title of emperor king, and all powers thereof. Firstborn child, you see. So, oh, you gave me chills. So, gotta love yay. So, it, it, it was a gift. And, you know, this is not to be self-aggrandizing, although it would sound like it. John Lennon, I think he was the one who saw Beatles with an A. He saw a little man say, mm. Beatles with an A. And so it I was the Beatles. That. Yes, apparently ah. so. So it was sort of, I knew it was that. I knew mm. there was no denying it. There was no saying, well, I'm not really sure if I, what? It doesn't make sense. And it, I just took it. I knew it and it made perfect sense to me. And in some ways, because in those, at that point in time, I wasn't thinking, hmm, the soul goes beyond gender, doesn't it? I wasn't thinking any of those things. I just knew that somehow or another, this was a new myth, and that, uh, and that it went beyond um, uh, saying, "Oh, this is a female attribute, and that is a male attribute," right. and this is. It just sort of, it, it sort of dissolved that in some ways. Um, but again, I didn't really give a lot of. All I knew, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, conscious analytical thought to why does this work? I just knew that it did, and from then on. It, things began to to gather more more and more. So it's kind of a loophole in the royal decree. It actually says that in the book, Kelly. Uh-huh. Kelly Sullivan Waldron actually oh. says a loophole <laughs> large enough to leap through. <laughs> firstborn child. I meant firstborn born boy. Yes. Hello, mm-hmm. King Lillian. Yes. Oh, well said. I just love the way you read. Do you have anything else that you want to read or that you want I, to I have nothing else with me to oh read. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I just love to hear you speak or aww, read or, or thank you do so anything. Much. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank okay. You. All right. So let's see. What else do we want people to know about this book? The fact that it's coming out, it will be audio um, that we, I don't know. What else do we want to talk about? Well, how much time do we have? That's, we that's have a like, big question. Oh, we have like five minutes. Oh, we do. We do. Um, let's see. Um, um, oh, look, um, I have papers here. Well, you know what? The, it, the, the other thing about this new hero's journey. Journey. Yes, because yes, one thing yes. I would like to tie in as well is one of the reasons that that I resonate so well with your glorious new hero, uh, hero's journey dream oracle is that it is so infused with it, it's the mm. classic hero's journey, but it's infused with a lot of yin. Mm, it is very yinny. Uh, yes, now that and I think so of it. is this. It's yes. the return of King Lillian yes. in the sense that yes, Lillian is female, but she's kind of an everyman in the old sense of the, the ancient sense of the mm-hmm. word. You know, pilgrim, not the one with the bad hat and the buckles. I mean, just you know, <laughs> pilgrim seeking, and that <laughs> with the buckles, <laughs> right? Why? why? Um, and she, um, it's this is a bit more about the journey than the destination in many ways. Mm-hmm. It, obviously, the destination is a huge Pulls. part of it, and right. it, and it, it pulls is exactly the right word. There's there's definitely a pull underneath it all towards that. Right. And she's seeking and finding, but sometimes she gives up the search and sometimes she doesn't. And and she goes on all sorts of, there, there are circuitous adventures that she goes on, but underneath it all, mm. there is a crescendo towards towards home for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, that's one of the, the other it, reasons. It feels like it's the perfect way to do the hero's journey because wow. it's like, like Reverend Michael Beckwith says, pain pushes until inspiration pulls. Wow. And in her, wonderful. in her case, pain pushes her out that causes her to go. And often they say that sometimes the hero's journey begins when the kingdom is in ruin for all of us. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, you cannot stay here anymore. You cannot keep the life that you love, all your creature comforts. You cannot have those. You must go out. And 
and you and so she goes out she's pushed out she doesn't necessarily want to go out but she knows no, she has to not, right? but then she gets inspired about her quest then right. inspiration kicks in so it's not pain pushing the whole time although there's a tension there's a dance between the between the two for sure right and this As longing right exactly but like the longing for belonging where is my people where do i belong who am i really yeah. and and then but then there's also when she and there's also the giving up i love that there is the you know what screw it i don't need this i don't that's want right. those people that's i don't right. need them what if i'm just here what if i'm just right. meant to be an orphan right and what if that's enough right and and the heartbreak that co goes along with that but ultimately i feel like she what keeps propelling her is being in the moment being attuned to i love the moments and this isn't giving away any of the story but sure. there's moments yeah. where she's come through so many things and she looks up and she's present with the stars and the stars, mm -hmm. even though I'm thinking to myself, lover of nature. isn't she starving? Isn't she cold? Isn't she hurt? Isn't she bruised? Like, I know if I'm cold, if I'm hungry, if I'm bruised, sure. it's hard for me to notice the beauty. But Lillian always notices the beauty. Yeah, she does. She's That's at. a great point. And it feeds her and it sustains her. She's she's thoroughly in love with nature and thoroughly in love with animals. And there are a lot of wonderful animal relationships yeah. in it as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's very, uh, uh, very at home in the wide world. And she ways. has she has dreams about yes, a particular. She, she has a dream that pulls her. So I love that this comes from a dream. It's like the Russian dolls that are in, oh, ensconced. Nice. It's like you come from the dream. And then Lillian has these dreams that offer her clues, yes. never the, never the whole picture, yes. never exactly. Here's the whole thing. Right on. Cause if it's it was true. the whole thing, she might've said, uh, eh, I don't want to, I don't want that. Exactly. Right. So maybe there's a reason we don't get the whole enchilada right. all at once. And that we should pay attention to the little snippets of dreams yeah. that, uh, that may have our name on it and keep our allies close. She, and, and learn from them and, and she, she grows and learns. It's like the perfect way to do the hero's journey and to do oh, it step by step, be present. And in the moment, I feel like the, there should be some follow-up how to book about like King Lillian's road to how to, how to live a successful life. The seven habits of highly effective King Lillian. I don't know. <laughs> because there are like the King Lillian steps for how to have a magical life and how to always be led. She's constantly meeting the right people at the right time, even when certain villains. And, and not to dispute that there's always a shadow side. There's yes. always a, you know, cause she meets stupid people. She yes. meets annoying people. Right. She almost, you know, she goes through a, a horse thief trial when she's, when she's free the horse, you know, there's all right. sorts of things. And then she, you know, she meets fairies, she meets elves, she meets all different kinds of people. And, and she's questioning herself fairly consistently, but other times, you know, I always used to say, if I die, I hope I get to be Lillian because she just seems at the core yeah. to be, as I say, unflappable on some, and there, and there's such a deep, permeative optimism mm. in who she is mm. and hopefully in the myth itself ultimately well yeah and one of the things i tell people is when you have a vivid dream some people wake up from a great dream even a great dream snippet and they'll and they'll be bummed that it's over mm. and i'll tell them that on a parallel plane, that dream still exists. It's not over just because you woke up. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to collect energy from that dreamscape and bridge it to this world. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, you can actually grow that dream and take it from where it started and have it become something larger that envelops you. And you've so done that with this beautiful dream snippet of the of the peasant sleeves and the the purple cape and the musketeer hat and that and the green for like the the green pants and the it's like you took that snippet and you've breathed life into into this and you've made it. You've done you've done your hero's journey 
because the ultimate hero's journey isn't just to have the story, it's to share it. It's to come home oh, with the elixir. Lovely. And that's it takes nice. a lot because just the, the yeah, isn't enough. It does. You've I'm got, tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I just have to say, like you've this is beautiful. I it's kind of like the Ike and Tina Turner thing that you don't do anything. We don't do anything nice. We do it. Oh, like, uh, I don't know. It's like you don't we do don't anything do nice. We like to do it raw for Right. But you don't do anything like eh. you do it kablam you do it spectacular so the writing oh, the so poetry the packaging it's all poetry for the senses it's what a beautiful thing to say thank you so much thank I just, you so much oh it's just so lovely so what do you hope that what do you hope will happen if you were Lillian right now and you and I was a magic fairy and I said Lillian you can have any dream you want for this book what would happen with this book as it goes forward into the minds and hearts of the people and the dreamers of this world I would hope that it would bring the dreamers of this world an enormous amount of solace and soothing and inspiration. That would be my hope. And so it is. And so it and is. So it is. I, th- uh, so I'm sitting here with Susie Plaxon, the author of The Return of King Lillian. It will be available anytime now at the end of summer. Let's just say by September July, for sure. July 9th is the official launch date at this moment. Things okay. can shift, but it will be, yes, available at retailers near you. Yes. And if you're listening long into the future, who knows where, just go get it. Go get And you can book. go to kinglillian.com <gasps> at a certain point, and you can listen to excerpts and stuff like that. Oh. Oh, my see, what else? Oh, yes. I what else? Wrote it down. Oh, gosh. Um, let's let's, let's do it. Let's see. do it. Okay. So in the meantime, if you'd, you'd like to find out already. more about the return of King Lillian, you can listen to and read some wonderful excerpts at kinglillian.com. I also highly recommend that you follow Susie's Facebook page. It's really magical. Susie Plaxon, official page. Oh, Susie Plaxon, dash. Yeah, official page. Don't forget the dash. I, official I, page. I, I didn't put the dash. Where she posts announcements and updates about King Lillian over the next weeks and, and as this launch unfolds and just keeps running rolling on down along with all other kind of cool stuff. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to contact Susie directly at suzyplaxon.com. That's S-U-Z-I-E Plaxon, P-L-A-K-S-O-N. Susie, thank you so much thank for delighting so much. me and my listeners thank and all so dreamers much. everywhere to not take their dreams lying down. Yeah. Thanks dreamers for listening. Thank you so much. Sweet dreams. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.